Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of U.S. markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 22nd of August, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets and startups as well sometimes. And in uh, the case, lately, reporting season. Hey, Scotty. A little bit going on today, wasn't there? Thick and fast. <laughs> as come into, I know, have a nice little ease yourself into the week, but no, bang, 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 bang. That they were, but uh, we wouldn't have it any other way, would we? I actually, yeah, really enjoy it. I love the, I love the pace in the morning, and then to see what companies um, outperform on the back of the results, uh, underperform on the back of results, and uh, I can give you a couple today. Adbri, wow, down by seventeen percent. Adairs, down by thirteen percent. But on the flip side of things, Omedia up by nine percent. Nick Scali up by five and a half percent. So look, there was a a bit of something for everyone today. Absolutely. Uh, and it's interesting to see some of those discretionary retailers coming through and how they're performing. Uh, there's so much uh, you know, poo-pooing that's been going on over the past uh, couple of quarters or so. But certainly for the time being, things are still looking pretty rock solid in that neck of the woods. Some big names coming up later in the week as well. Luke Larity went through a few of those in one of the uh, interviews I had this afternoon. So, yeah, keep an eye out. Also, Coles uh, is going to be on the radar. So. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, good litmus test for the uh, strength of the consumer moving forward. Yeah, um, calls West Farmers coming through. And West Farmers is so good because it's just such a big employer as well. I had the conversation with Adbri's CEO today. And it's not just the input costs. It's energy. It's labor. He said the best thing that could happen for this country is for you know the borders to open more significantly to skilled migrants and to get people in the door. Um, look, I, I guess... We should go there now then, shall we, Scuddy? Stocks, stocks of the day. Three of them, all starting with A, Adairs, Audinate, which I thought was a pretty good result, but got um, sold off, and Ample. Um, David Lane from Ordmanet, Joshua Barker from Macro Capital. Let's listen. I've got a hold on Adairs, though. think that it's probably a stock that did very, very well through the the COVID lockdowns uh, and I think this result tends to show that you know the, the sales uh, or the you know the overall profit hasn't been as strong post that and uh, heading into a an inflationary environment the discretionary nature of, of their products uh, tend to mean that um, you know that they may well not see the the growth in in earnings that we you know, might see mm. from from other retailers. It's a little bit of a good example of a stock getting caught up in the sector-wide sell-off. It was really caught up in that tech sell-off. 
Uh, whilst in the background, its fundamentals kept improving despite the share price. And uh, that's probably why we've seen it play a lot of catch up. Um, and they do have the monopoly in the industry, as, as we all know. So um, I think it's a, a really good result from the company on, on a longer term basis. And I think if you're involved in the company, that's probably your skew is, is towards the long term. So, yeah, I'd be happy with a, bowl, uh, a, a hold slash buy. There you have it, Scotty. The three A's covered off today on the call. Um, and you can listen to that entire uh, episode of the call online. I'll give you another A that's come out just after the market closed, Scuddy. Altium, uh, fully frank dividend of 26 Australian cents per share. Revenue up 22.5%. Full year profit after tax uh, is up by, is up 57.3%. So we'll see how, um, how the market reacts to Auden, uh, Altium, I should say, first thing tomorrow morning. Yeah, all the A's out the time today, it seems like. Um, so, Scotty, it was, I think, the worst performance for the local market today in six weeks. Did you see that stat out there as well? Uh, no, I didn't see that stat, but it doesn't surprise me. It's been on the kind of you know, looking toppy for a while, and uh, we've seen a bit of selling coming through. I don't think it's just linked to us, though. Uh, of course, we've got reporting season thick and fast at the moment, but uh, macro momentarily seems to be back in focus, particularly the other... Uh, perception as to whether or not we'll get a, a central bank policy uh, pivot coming through Jackson Hole this week. Big one for the policy wonks out there. And I dare say a few people out there are nervous that Jerome Howe might, uh, might go and sound slightly hawkish when he speaks on Friday. Yeah, I think that the ped, Fed pivot, excuse me, Fed pivot, tongue twister, might be almost dead and buried because there was, you know, this real sense of, of the Fed becoming less hawkish. But um, look, it just certainly doesn't seem like the speakers we've heard from lately. And when you see what's going on in terms of inflation and spending, uh, you know, in the real economy, I mean, there's not a lot of reason for the Fed to take its foot off the pedal. Yeah, a lot of the soft surveys are starting to roll over. That's no real surprise. But uh, the, the real activity surveys are still very strong at the moment. And uh, I don't think it was uh, anyone thought that inflation would continue running at this current pace for forever. There was always going to be a moderation, but uh, it's where it lands. And uh, to say the Fed's going to suddenly go and pivot and uh, no, start cutting rates when you've got inflation three times, two times the other targets, uh, it's fantasy land. It won't happen. So, yeah, the Fed's going to go hard. And I imagine that uh, plenty of other central banks are going to go down exactly the same path. Yeah, certainly. So we saw the local market finishing at 7,049. I know people like me to put the figure out there. So down by close to a percentage point. And we saw the commodity names hit really hard as well. That includes gold. Uh, you know, the gold price didn't do well. And uh, we've also seen energy stocks slipping as well. That was despite Empol, another reporting season tidbit, um, you know, really coming through with its highest ever first half profit, record dividend, still lost 0.8%. There's, um, yeah, the oil price continuing to retreat and, and real concerns now for the rest of the commodity complex in terms of China. What, what, was, what happened with the prime rates? I missed that one, Scotty, I've got to admit. So one-year rates, five basis points reduction. Uh, the five-year term, which is more linked to uh, the mortgage market, uh, was off by 15 basis points. That was pretty much the other uh, top of what the expectations were. Now, on a normal circumstance, in a normal, I know when markets are feeling a bit more optimistic, that would probably go and lead to a big rally. But today it was uh, the exact opposite. I think people are looking going, well, 
if uh, the PBOCs continue to go and ease and trying to encourage people to go and leave it back up into the property market, what does it say about what more broadly is going on in the Chinese economy? And I'm not surprised in the slightest that there's a few nerves out there. It doesn't mm-hmm. really paint a good picture about uh, no, the strength of the uh, the recovery we're seeing. No, not not especially coming on the heels of the surprise easing we saw was it last week, the week before. And uh, while we still do have reports of rising COVID cases in some of the main cities there, and you know what the policy still is to COVID, it doesn't uh, bode well for demand in, uh, in the tiger economy. Um, elsewhere, we had some M&A news. I mean, we had Nearmap accepting that $1 billion plus offer coming from U.S. private equity. Um, we had a number of buybacks announced today. Umedia as part of its results, EML Payments, on the back of its results, it actually beat on profits. Now, of course, it might be impressive at first glance that it was the best performer today up by 6%, but, c- but coming off a very low base. I mean, it's had its issues as of late. Um, but, Scotty, I think I counted the number of companies that pushed higher today, and I think it sits at about 11 or 12. We haven't had a day like this in, in as I said, about six weeks. It just, it just felt like there was not a lot of places to hide. Yeah, recalibrating expectations the market is at the moment, and that meant that uh, no, not only only 11 companies finished high, but uh, no, across all sectors, everything was lower. So that probably tells you pretty much the story of the other tape today. Uh, not a lot of willingness to go and, uh, and step in and uh, take a pretty optimistic stance towards what's going on, given the risks that are out there at the moment. It's a pretty light week for uh, economic data, it's got to be said locally, but uh, we'll get those uh, flash PMIs out tomorrow as well, which will probably give us a bit of a sense as to what exactly is going on real-time guide us to the, uh, the happenings of the global economy. Maybe won't be picturing a great, uh, great backdrop with still very high inflation and slowing growth. Yeah, it's, um, it's a problem. Well, I had a good chat with Nick Schoenmaker. Remember him? Um, joined us a little bit yeah, earlier on great. today. Yeah, awesome. And so we had a, well, we actually covered a lot of ground, geopolitics, at the Fed, inflation. Look, he's still flying the flag for the possibility of stagflation. And uh, also with him just, you know, really talking about these PMIs that you referenced there, um, coming out for the US, well, for here as well, the S&P one comes through tomorrow. But um, for Europe in particular, you know, Europe is being so vulnerable right now in a whole world of pain. And so we're expecting to see the impact of energy costs in particular on European manufacturers. So, yeah, there's there's quite there's quite a lot. And, and then, of course, Jackson Hole. But there's quite a lot out there that's, you know, that's that's um, potentially giving us some really good insight, negative insight into the state of global economies. Um, to your point, though, nothing much happening here at all this week. No, not at all. We got uh, the uh, the first of the, uh, the 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 main inputs for GDP are out next week. Uh, then, of course, GDP the week after, along with all the other uh, rush of things that come at the uh, the start of the month. Why we can't go and stagger the calendar, I'm never quite sure. But uh, give us uh, and some clean air to go and uh, keep a close eye on what's going on with the porting season, and then we'll wait as we often have to go and do for the other uh, the, the prime event to arrive on Friday evening our time. Yeah. All right. Well, looking forward to all of that. Um, do you want me to tell you what you're going to be occupied with tomorrow morning, Scotty? In terms of reporting season, that is AMA, ARB, Illumina, Ansel, Austell, Borel, Breville, Charter Hall, REIT, EM, um, no, EML was today, SDA Health, uh, Hub24, I'll be speaking with the CEO, Kogan.com, Mondelphus, Nanasonics, Parenti Global, Reese Center Group, and Spark New Zealand. You feeling tired yet? A little bit, but uh, <laughs> look, 
or challenges taken. We're experiencing this uh, this particular neck of the woods now, so yeah. uh, nothing too uh, too much phases me anymore. But uh, certainly, just going through the uh, the list of names, just trying to go and find out all the uh, the details about what drives the share price reaction afterwards. That's the scary thing. But uh, look, I'm sure we'll do fine. Well, look, Kogan's going to be an interesting one. I think, in terms of what happens uh, with its share price in reaction. I mentioned we'll be speaking with Hub24, we'll be speaking with the Centres Group um, CEO. So that'll be interesting to see about uh, what they're seeing at the coalface in terms of retail. Also, you know, what leases are linked to inflation and sales and how that compares and what they're expecting going forward. So Breville is another one that'll give us some insight into the global consumer. And Breville's a company that's been really reinvesting in itself uh, for growth. So I'm always interested to know how that's coming along and whether it's um, worth it for shareholders to get that reinvestment into the company rather than dividends that Australian investors know and love so well. We do love our dividends. So just, I'm going to do a quick shout out as well. On the Global View tomorrow, Andrew Brown now, of course, hedge fund manager at uh, East 72, runs the show over there. He's going to come on. He's going to do a bit of a masterclass in, uh, you know, involving sports and business. So I want to go and be your own uh, sports model. Well, here we go. He's going to go and talk about some of the ways you can get involved, including some uh, you know, interesting ways to go and potentially buy out Manchester United. So make sure you stay tuned. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, Elon's tweeting again <laughs> right now as we speak. So I'll leave that one there. No need to comment on everything that um, any every thought that comes into Elon Musk's mind. And we've got that Tesla share split happening this week as well. Also, some laggards coming through in U.S. reporting season, which is always interesting. And uh, yeah, will help dictate how we're thinking about earnings in the U.S. going forward as well. Um, so listen, Scotty, I don't know. Anything else to add? We're watching the Aussie dollar. It's been hammered as of late as, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar just seems to be the place to be. Yeah, it's, uh, that risk, uh, risk off trade is back in a vengeance. We'll see what happens uh, and how much the markets calibrate. And then over to uh, Jerome Powell and the rest of the crew over there at uh, no, Jackson Hole in Wyoming to go and get the census to what they're going to do. But uh, the markets are pretty faithful at this stage, so we'll see what the next few days brings. Got it. Thanks, Scotty. Um, look, have a good night, and we, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.